Hello and welcome to episode number two of our new show, Racing with Roman. I'm your host, Peter Thomas Fornital, coming back to you from the little house on the east side in Saratoga. Um, boy, not the Whitney Day we were hoping for, and that I mean that in a whole lot of ways, but I'm actually really grateful to get the chance to talk about it with two real industry veterans, and uh, we'll introduce the guest first, the man who has, uh, you know, from Gulfstream shows we used to do, a real uh, lifetime race tracker, and yeah, curious to, to chat with him about yesterday and also looking forward to some races today. I'm referring to Double D, Darren DeLucha. Darren, how are you? Good morning, Pistol Pete. How are you? We're hanging in there here at the little house on the east side. And that will bring in uh, the man who sponsors this show, who's got four decades of experience um, uh, um, betting and, and owning thoroughbreds. He's the man who the show's named after. He's Larry Roman. Larry, how are you? All right, Peter. I survived yesterday, although I lost money. And I lost one of the most greatest fillies I've ever seen. It's really sad because I was talking uh, a couple of days ago about Ruffian and how that took my heart out. And yesterday was another day where it's it just unbelievable with Maple Leaf Mel. What happened there is just, it's just heartbreaking. And what else can you say? You know, it, it was just incredible. The and, worst part um, of the game, the worst part of the game by far. And, and I did immediately go to thoughts of, you know, I mean, it's, this is go for Juan Ruffian level, isn't it? I mean, Dyer, you've got more experience around the game than me. I mean, would you put it right there with those uh, equine tragedies? Absolutely. And the fact is, you know, you have the other thing, which is this was a New York bred, uh, oh. not the greatest bred horse in the world, but who knows how great this horse was. She was winning for fun. Yep. It was actually sad if you watch the replay, which you couldn't get at Saratoga or, or uh, uh, at the simulcast. But if you watched it online, uh, Frank Miramati called her a winner. The, of course. She, said she won. She won yep. her sixth race. Yep. And the second she said that, he said that, she went down. So oh. what it shows is you never know until it's official, until they cross the line. And and I was just rooting for the one to get up for second because as we talked yesterday, I boxed one eight. So I was just watching pretty mischief is coming strong on the outside. And then I saw that and like my heart just just fell. I, I it's terrible. Yes, this was one of, if not the worst tragedy that I've seen uh, you know, in racing. And especially it wasn't like they were bouncing around or you know, or in tight quarters or anything. This horse was just on her own. It was the last thing that anybody expected to happen. The air just so, went out of the building, you know, and I know we all needed, uh, I think to one degree or another, we all needed the one and it didn't even matter. You know, I, I would have, the right. worst bet I've ever won, I, I would have gladly paid a thousand times what I would have won to have not had to, to see that. And right. the combination of having it be, you know, this national TV thing, where it was on the track, I mean, it was just, it was the worst day I've ever had at the races, and it has nothing to do with gambling. You know, I mean, it wasn't good gambling, but that—that's not—that's—that's that's not what it's about. Darren, I was curious to pull you in on this. I mean, I'll—I'll I'll be honest. You know, I—I I bet a lot. I've been, you know, very involved in wagering. You make me look like a dilettante. You—you you are as as hardened of a gambler as I think I know. You know, you invite to your party and you end up in the in the other room betting Delmar kind of a guy, which which we respect and love. This is no criticism, but I'm just curious to you, like what your like human reaction is when you see something like that. 
Oh man, that was sick. Your stomach just, your stomach gets sick. You drop. Anybody that's a, even you know, people that are animal lovers see that and they get all upset. People are crying. Me, I was upset. I, I wouldn't. I didn't even care who ran second or third. It didn't really even matter. You know, there, I, I don't know. Somebody called me this morning and said there was a something on a show on TV about the horse yesterday that the 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 trainer used to lay on the horse and the horse used to. It was like wow. a, you know, and, and when you hear stories like that, it makes you sick. Yeah. And yes. that was and a very well upsetting put. thing. Very upsetting. Yeah. Right. And, and, and one of the things you should know is that maple leaf, we all know, we, you know, think of Canada, but it's actually, it's a leaf about love and caring and all the good, all the good things that most of us horse players don't have, you know, <laughs> but it's really a symbol of, of you know, all this goodness. And for that to happen, it is, you know, it's just one of those things in racing. People have to understand. I mean, it's in every, I was in the construction industry. Fortunately, I, I had a thousand men working at some times. I never had a fatal injury, uh, but it happens. It just, these things happen in life, unfortunately. And we have no choice but to move on and to hope and do everything we possibly can to avoid these things. But this one over here, it, it's just one of those things. That's going to hurt for a long story. time. It's going to hurt for a long time. I mean, I woke up in the night thinking about it the way you do when someone you love dies. I mean, it was that it it was it was gross. And those the talk about crying. That's a hundred percent right. People crying everywhere, even industry people crying, and the right. you know, reports of the ladies' room full of women crying. And right. people fainting, men fainting. I saw at least two instances of that. It's just yeah. insane. But anyway, I like what you said, Larry. We're we're not going to dwell. It obviously had to be addressed, and you know, pure just sympathy and love going out to those connections for what they're dealing with. Because whatever we're dealing with, you you can you know multiply that for for them, of course. And you know, we yeah. think of that. We think positive thoughts in their direction, and and but I think um, we should. We should pivot. Uh, I mean, we could talk about the Whitney for a minute if you want, Larry, but I'm ready to yeah, talk about racing today. No, no, I want to go to the Whitney because it's very important. Please. Part of, what, part of what we do on this show is we tell stories. We're not just like every other network, and there are some great networks out there, but we want to be a little bit different. So the Whitney for me, okay? Who, First of all, I just think Cody's wish just laid an egg. I don't think that that was Cody's wish raise. The fact he went a little longer, I don't think that made a difference. He just bounced, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But let's go to White Abario and Rick Dutrow, okay? Rick Dutrow, who was banned from racing for 10 years. So, you know, uh, Rick trained for me for, I think, six or seven years. I call Rick Rain Man. He's just such a strange guy. You know, everything with him is, yeah, babe. No matter what question you ask him, yeah, babe. But the guy is an incredible, incredible trainer. Safi Joseph is a, an incredible trainer also. And Rick had him the one start, and I, I actually bet him the first start because I know how amazing Rick is. Uh, and he was okay. I mean, how good was that horse yesterday? The horse was incredible striding out like that and you know i look at the race uh, with charge it i don't know what 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 velasquez was doing we all talked about it the three was going to be on the lead charge it was going to be on the outside second instead he takes back uh the five white barrett goes out 
what an amazing race White Barrier ran. So as, as sad as the eighth race was, I was thrilled. Uh, even though I lost, I was thrilled seeing Rich Dutcher. And if you guys watch, he's just cracking up in the winner's circle. He's just laughing. Like those 10 years didn't mean anything. And he was uh, in heaven, uh, you know, enjoying himself. And he's a very controversial guy. A lot of people hate him. I always liked him as a trainer because he was, I thought he was a great trainer. And he actually made me laugh. You were laughing whether you won, you were laughing whether you lost. Uh, he's paid his price, his 10 years, and I wish him nothing but the best of luck uh, going forward. What, what did you guys think of that race before we start going on to the new races? It was awesome. I mean, a 110, he gets a 110 buyer speed figure. And I think that there's a key point about Dutro. I, I like what you said, making the point about doing his time. But it's also like, you know, obviously he was... I'll just say pharmaceutically aggressive at points in his career, but he's also somebody that nobody denied, like loved his horses and really took great care of his horses. So he's not, not some guy, you know, to be confused with some other high profile names who've received right. bands. Very, right. very different, very, very different thing. Uh, I think of him more like an athlete who, you know, tries to take, every edge but is also doing everything fundamentally right and and i and i have a feeling you know uh i'm sure cleaner than clean as far as that stuff come coming back uh, but after you know what he what he went through you'd certainly you certainly hope that i was disappointed that we didn't get to see the real cody's wish it just looked like an off day i i don't think you can evaluate him on that form and given the hands he's in with bill mott I think we'll trust that wherever he turns up next is the right place. And I have a feeling they'll give going long one more try with the classic in mind. But now he's got a horse, a serious horse, who I think will be rated above him in Breeders' Cup Classic rankings in the form of White Abario. What did you think, Darren? Incredible race by White Abario. Cody's wish. I believe had a little bit of an awkward start. Not that that was going to make a difference. They weren't beat White Abario if they gave them a 5 lead head start. Dutro did a phenomenal job with the horse. I mean, now that horse might be uh, something everybody's going to have to open their eyes and look at. So I would say down the road, maybe when Cody's Wish and White Barra meet again, you'd have to do a little heavy thinking of which way you're going to go. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. That is a rematch that I would love to uh, love to get to. Shall we dive into these races, gentlemen? We don't have a ton of lead time because we want to start with the very first. What do you think about this first race at Saratoga today? Larry, you can take out the 1A, 2B, 7, 12, and 13. Okay. Well, you know, this race is on the turf a mile and a 16th. Now, I look at, you know, I know Sands of War is 8 to 1 in the morning line, but I'm a sucker for bloodlines. I mean, they paid $550,000 for this filly. She's by Warfront, who I believe is the best turf sire there is no doubt pioneer of the nile uh also can go either dirt or turf uh and i just i mean she looks great to me eight to one i don't know if they get a better i don't know why she's that price uh sherry devoe according to my friend charlie carp is one of the best trainers out there so you know i mean that's what makes the race interesting i i look at it you look at the uh, one uh, dub has a horse in here from Ireland. I love Irish horses. They do great on the turf. I don't know the sire too darn hot. Uh, Dubawi, we all know. 
So, but I don't know the breeding. Beat Hollow, this sire of the dam we know. I don't know what that horse is going to do. And then going on and looking at other horses, you know, I, I, I would go with the 10, another Irish horse, Oraza, the Loop de Vegas. They're really good. But of course, it's a wide open race. And I think a lot of people are going to be using four, five, or six horses here. What do you say, Darren? I say this is one of the toughest races of the day. You could go, I mean, you could go so many ways here in a pick five. Oh, God. So I know we have to pick a couple horses. So here's what I would go. I'm going to take a shot with the other Chad Brown horse, way in the risks. They, they, they spent 205000 The horse produced two winners from three other foals. Uh, you know, Chad... First time out, Turf Saratoga, this is his thing. Irad, 24% first time. I mean, Larry, I could go, Pete, I could go a lot of ways. I'm just going to go with Chad. I mean, I'm going to be a little safe. Then my second choice would be a bomb. I'm just going to take the horse that drew in the 11, Golden Ghost. First time out, the horse went off 7-2, to two, showed speed. They must have liked him a little. Bread for the grass, Mega Diorio. I have an Irish, Ireland bread mare. Take a shot. Maybe this horse will just get to the lead and walk the dog, go slow. And then maybe for a third pick, uh, I'm going to go with horse. Hands of war. They paid five fifty with this horse. I think Sherry DeVos a phenomenal trainer, 19% for the year. So, like Larry said, you could go five, six deep. You could go all. So, those are the three. But on a pick five, to be straight with you, I'm hitting the old button. I'm being honest with you. I don't mind the nine smooth waves in here on a bloodlines angle, Larry. You've got that, the, the famed uh, English channel, Kitten's Joy Cross, and she's just been running at inadequately short distances, going five and six, stretching out to two turns with that valuable experience for Mike Maker, who's bound to heat up at any minute. I thought she might be an interesting alternative in here, but hard to argue with the idea that this is about as open as it gets. More clues uh, in the paddock for this one, definitely. To, if you can't get down there yourself or that's not your game, listen to what Maggie Wolfendale uh, or Acacia have to say on the on the Fox show for this one. Shall we move on to uh, to the next race, boys? Yes, but I first have to tell you, Smooth Waves has no shot. You don't know what you're talking about, but let's go. <laughs> I love the opinion. What is it that you don't like? <laughs> the horse is not, they paid $90,000 for the horse. The horse had two starts, did nothing, backed up against great new fresh horses. The horse has no shot. Just like I told Darren yesterday with his 10 horse. I could be wrong, but he has no shot. I like the 11. I think that's a good angle that he has there, but not the we'll nine. see how it plays Let's... out. I, I might enjoy a piggyback around Saratoga at some yeah. point if this thing runs. So it's, we'll, it's uh... easier to put, put you around than him. <laughs> <laughs> not by much, I'll add. Not by much. Okay. All right. Which Let's race do we want to head to next? And I'll give you the All scratches. Right. Yeah, we're race two. We're going to okay, go to race great. two. So take out, uh, take out the number one she called in this spot. Who do you like? Uh, you know what? This is, again, a horse, you know, similar type of races uh, with these great bred horses. Uh, I like Call Amanda, the two horse. I love the breeding, street sense, great sire, go sap a mare. Uh, I don't, you know, the four horse I don't like. I don't like the three who's four to one because it's an include dam and uh, – you know, Irad picks him up. I just don't like the horse. Um, five horse could be good. Could be good. You know, Klarovich, they win more races than anybody. Uh, and that those are the horses. I, oh, also, I want to throw in very strong the seven, Bento. 
It's a tap it at a forestry mares I've just been very successful with. They paid 800000 for this horse. And again, six to one in the morning line. I don't know. 47 works. I definitely use that horse. That's for sure. Go ahead, Darren. Is Darren stuck on mute now? No, we've lost Darren. He'll be back in a minute. Let me, I'll give my view on this one while we try to find him. There's just one horse I wanted to mention that you didn't mention. Maybe you'll give me another no shot. I love that. Shades okay. of Andy Beyer uh, on the airwaves with the, the, those kind of comments, which we love around here. Shore War, I thought was interesting, given the really hot start that Omaha Beach Son of Warfront is off to with first-time starters. And, you know, tap it on the damn side. Rusty Arnold, very sneaky with these first-time starters. I thought that this horse had a real chance to make some noise. Can you can you see that one if you squint, Larry? Well, yes. Is it possible? Yes. What I don't – the reason I didn't pick the horse is George Arnold is known as an old-school trainer. Uh, you know, and I, he's been around for a long time. And I don't think he gets his horses cranked up for, the, for their first race. But it's not a horse I'm going to tell you. Uh, shouldn't be used. He should be used. So uh, he's you know. done better. I agree with you that, about that with Arnold reputationally, but the the, the stat um, he's not a huge percentage guy. So five for fifty three with two year old first time starters in dirt sprints over the past five years, according to DRF. But huge ROI if you bet them all. You know, it's a it's a three ninety ROI on your two dollar bet. So it might be one of those things where you get a little bit of value because most people have that same reaction that you had, Larry, and that I had initially that he gives his horses a race. So it'll be interesting to see how that one turns out. Darren, let's bring you in for your thought on who wins the second race today at Saratoga. Second race today at Saratoga. Uh, I'm going to take a shot with the George Arnold tour. Sure, he wore. That's who we were just talking money. about. Yeah, well, I, I got knocked off the air for, for a minute, so I'm just back. Uh, I know this horse worked real fast in the sale. George Arnold's not known for winning first time out. But you know what? Sometimes Saratoga, weird things happen. I'm going to take a shot with Shore E. Uh My second pick would be Chad Brown's first of the five ways and means. If you look back, this horse was working best of 27. Uh, Chad doesn't usually work horses fast like that. Then it was uh, two of 20. So I'm going to say this horse might come out running. So I'm just going to go George Arnold and a little Chad. I don't know nothing about anybody else. I don't hear anything about the Todds, but I don't know. For some reason, I just like those two. So now I'm going George Arnold, Chad Brown. All right. Let's see how that right. works. Let's zip further down the car. Yeah, in the race number race five, five. Take out the three higher quality and uh, go from there. Okay. Uh, these are the kind of races I kind of like because I always look to claim horses and you look in a race like this and you go, oh, is there anything I would take? And the three outside horses, Hammer and Hammer, Durkin's Call and Jumpster. Notice one thing. They're all by jump start who to me is a sorry, I just would never bet any horse by jumpstart ever. That's just the way I am. So those three automatically go out. And then we look at, uh, you know, horse like uh, Goldini, six to one, Rudy Rodriguez, had two starts on the turf. Gee, why? I don't know. The start before that, a muddy track, the horse won by three and a half. 
for 32,000. Got Rosario. Is Rosario back, by the way? He's, he's I doubt it. I haven't okay. heard. Let, let me take a look in the in the changes. But, you know, that was a gnarly-looking spill yesterday, so it would be a bit yeah. of a surprise. I um, heard he was okay, but go Yeah, ahead. Goldini is rider TBA, so he will be at least re- – yeah, I do think he's okay, but I'm sure he's going to need some R&R R after that. Goldini will, will have a rider later today. Okay, so I like him. And then you have Super Catch, a uh, trainer of mine, Rob Atris, who I love very dearly, a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh He's stepping this horse up, which is very unusual. I guess he had to find the spot, but he was game last start. And honestly, those are the only two horses that I can uh, make a case for. So uh, maybe the six a little bit, but but those are the two that I'm going to be using. Darren, what say you? Uh, the fifth race, it's a mile coming out of that shoot. That's a little bit of a tricky, tricky distance now that they have because – you can't figure out. I don't like horses on the inside. So the way the race sets up to me, super catch, Rob Atrich is going to show speed with Franco coming out of there the best he can. Then you're going to have a horse by the name of Sprinklehead Santana is going to show speed. Santana, real good speed rider. I was going to go with the same horse that Larry the Legend picked, Goldini. Let's just throw out both last two turf races for a quarter. Back in where they belong for twenty for 12-5. The last time this horse was seen on the dirt was in the slop for 32 win. Rudy's hot. He wants to win. Horse is in for 12-5 to some speed. I think this horse will come with a nice little maybe sit three, four lunch off and sweep the field. Uh, I was going to use a little bit of the horse off the layup. I know Larry didn't like the breeding, but Bobby Falcone, hammer and hammer. He claims it for 20 off since May. I'm not really a fan, but does have IRAD in for Back in for 12-5. This is a closer that probably will come running after the race falls apart. So I'm going to go 4-7. I didn't like anything else in the race. I thought it was a cheap race. I was hoping Super Catch could prove best of speed, even with Sprinklehead in there, and get the job done. So I'm aligned with Larry in that one. I get Goldini, but I have noticed that all the best figures have come with moisture in the surface, and it has uh, it has been nothing but dry here now for 36 hours. So we will be we will be fast on the dirt, if not firm. But that's one number I'll have on my tickets for sure. Is the two Super Catch? We go to the six, which is another one of these races that Saratoga is known for. Two-year-old maiden fillies going six furlongs. What caught your eye in here, Larry? Oh, well, you know, again, being the sucker for breeding, uh, I love, you know, Holiday Road, Billy Mott, the Dolphin. I mean, that's an automatic into mischief out of a street cry mare. Yep. I mean, how could you not use that? But the four horse, you know, I've been a, I'm a big believer that Munning's fillies are better than Munning's colts. Interesting. And these Phillies, Phillies seem to be amazing. They they only paid one hundred ten thousand. Uh, Money's is a hundred thousand dollar fee, uh, but that first race that this horse ran for uh, Asmussen, uh, horse lost by nose. But the key to look at is the third horse was nine lanes back in a nine horse field. That's telling me this is a hell of a filly. So I uh, I think this is the the best horse, but. I would use a first and second. The only other horse I could look at is Lady Moscato, uh, you know, with that quality road breeding. Quality roads usually want to go a little bit longer, but this this horse has shown a lot of speed and stamina. So I think the, if those two falter, I think the Lady Moscato has a chance. 
my my bets would be box two four and box four five. That's it. Go ahead. If Holiday Road is really eight to one, boy, that would be a terrific price. I, David Aragon is so good at this game, but that does look like a horse that's going to catch some money. I did have one as a bomb to mention in here. America's Vow as a breeding guy, Larry. I would assume you have some interest in it by Constitution, who are nearly automatic uses first time out. And you've got some pedigree on the damn side here and some some precocity. Tim Ham, not a name you see a ton of at Saratoga, but wins races. And uh, JRV, John Velasquez, attracted to ride. If America's Vow looked like anything in the paddock, I'd, I'd probably want to use her as well. Okay. You, you're entitled to your opinion. <laughs> I'm with you on the two. How about you, uh, Darren? What are you liking here? I want to go with Gypsy Tails. I mean, the horse ran a big number first time at Ellis Park. At Smusen, a little quiet at Saratoga for his standard, but he did come back and win with a stake. Uh, this horse, I mean, if none of the first is run, I think this horse gets to the lead, says bye-bye early. If a first could run, then I don't have any info here at all. My second choice, I was going to take a shot with the horse on the rail. Empire Island, Norm Cassie. He does pretty good with first-time starters. He's got Santana. Maybe Santana comes out rolling. If the other horse isn't as fast, maybe this horse could show some speed. And uh, the other horse I would agree with Larry would be Holiday Road. Love the breeding, homebred for Godolphin. How could you go wrong with an intermission by a street cry? So I'm going to go 4-1-2, Gypsy Tails, unless at first I can run wire to wire. Larry, get the cash at 2-1. to one. I like it. And I'm with Gypsy Tails as well as a use. I mean, ran that 80 buyer at Ellis. The par for this condition, the average winning figure, 74. So she's already run fast enough to win and should be faster now with that race under under her girth. So, yeah, that is that is an excellent idea, uh, an obvious one to definitely use, too, here in the, uh, in the sixth race at Saratoga. We're going to talk about one more race. It's the eighth, and we're going to take out the one Karis Time and the six Saratoga Secret. And we'll bring you in, Larry, one more time for your thoughts. Oh, my God. My thoughts are, oh, my God. You look at this race and you just go, look, the two horses, 20 to one. In, the two horses, 20 to one in the morning line. His first race, he won by seven and a quarter in an eight horse field at 15 to one. Now, that horse is 20 to one in the morning line, which is telling you what the rest of the field is. The only horse I could throw out, which is probably the one you should bet, is the four horse bright work. I just don't like horses by outwork uh, and against, especially against these. Horse ran a 109.3, but everybody should know Ellis Park is about a half to a full second faster than any other track. I, I mean, I've had horses race there in 109 that were 10, 10 claimers. So don't get impressed by that. Uh, but you look at like the outside horse, Becky's Joker. I mean, the first start. Contessa. I mean, this guy crazy. He puts the horse in a stakes race, a grade three stakes race, and the horse wins for fun. Beautiful, bred, practical joke, you know, out of an elusive quality mare. Now you look above him, you got Copperham. I don't even know who Copper Bullet is, this sire. And this horse ran an incredible first race, 81 buyer. So my opinion right now, this is a race, just go all. Go all, because I can't bet a favorite against all these killers. 
It's tough. I do think the fate, I do think, well, here you come again will probably be the favorite. And this is one I've just been waiting to run back just because of how strong that figure came back. We talked a bunch about, we talked earlier about how good the Omaha beaches have been. Hot Beach is actually the Omaha beach who's run the fastest figure of the two-year-olds and didn't even win because this here you come again ran an 86 buyer. So while I take your point about not getting obsessed with the final time, when you when you cross-reference it through figures, uh, here you come again is pretty darn legit in this spot. But I mean, they are two-year-old fillies, so I suppose you can also just make the argument that absolutely anything could happen. But I also like the fact that she was able, she wasn't just hell-bent for leather on the lead. She looked, she was there because she was fast. Here you come again. But I think she can sit off the pace that's almost sure to develop in this spot. So we're, we're a little oppo here, too. I, I think I trust the favorite a lot more than, than you do, Larry. Should we bring in Darren to break the tie? Yeah. Yeah, bring him in. Double D has a reasonable break? opinion. Go ahead. You want me to break the tie, fellas? All right, listen. Yeah. Look at the race. You have five horses that broke their maiden at Ellis Park running in the end. You very rarely see that. You have the three who's going to probably be the favorite. You have the four bright work who, who won last time a state. You have the six Sarah. Oh, you said Sarah took a secret scratch? Yes. Okay. You scratch. also have, you have the eight, Shreen now, who won first time out at Ellis Park. And you have the nine, four horses that broke their mate in Ellis Park. So Larry says that track's a tick faster, which he's probably right. So I think some of those races are phony, in my opinion. Now, saying that, I'm going to take a shot with the 10, Becky's Joker. Contested to run this horse opening day in a grade three. He must have had to know something that we didn't know. He got a square 21 to one. I know Larry was running away with a bag of money, I heard, after the race was over. <laughs> I'm just, there's a lot of speed in the race. These two-year-old races, you know, strange things happen. I just like having the outside post. He's not going to, he's not going to get in any trouble. There's a lot of speed. Make one swoop, and hopefully the speed comes back. Now, you want to talk about another horse, Copper M, Steve Asmussen. When do you see him win with a horse that pays 15 to 1 first time out? I watched the replay. This horse ran like a killer first time out, just like the horse that Pete said, uh, hey, you come again. I saw both of them run. I remember. I don't really like Brad Cox's horse. I don't know why. I'm just, I, I, I just thought the race was a little funny, but I could be wrong. I'm going to give you a bomb, and I'd Larry mentioned Horses may be slow on the numbers to two. Magic cross. A horse win by seven first time out. This race is filled with speed. I'm looking for a horse to sit and make a run. This horse won't be 20 to one. This horse will be about, you know, a little lower. I'm going to take a shot with Mott. And then my third choice would be the Steve Asmussen Copper M, the outside speed. So I'm going to go 10 to nine. I'm going to take a shot with Gary Contessa. Okay. I like it. It'll, it'll be, you got that race over the track angle. Um, you've got the ability to pass horses, and I think your point is good about the clean trip from the outside. It's going to be fun to see how it plays out in this grade three Adirondack stakes at Saratoga today. Boys, let's cut this short so we can get the show up there and people can listen before the what? first race we talked about. But this was fun. Great speaking with you again. Um, Pete, and Pete, I got to say one thing before we us, hang up. I was going to, I was going to give you that shot for the closing thoughts. Let's Great. do it. Okay. So. We didn't talk about the Hamiltonian. You guys got to watch that race. Uh, Scott Zaron, who I golfed with about a month ago, he's a great golfer. I brought him good luck. He got away 10, stayed on the rail. And if you remember, if you guys remember Calvin Borrell, Borrell, right? That's exactly what he did. He just kept coming up, coming up. They spread the seas. 
and he wins the Hamiltonian drawing away at a bomb. So sometimes saving ground is the best thing that can happen. That's all I want to let you know. Thank you, Pistol Pete. I appreciate it. No worries, guys. We'll be back next Saturday with episode three of Racing with Roman. Until the next time, you win all your photos. <laughs>